This podcast was recorded from our weekly live stream. To watch this video or see other episodes of The Spiritual Journalist, head to thespiritualjournalist.com or find me on YouTube. You can find a link in the show notes. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here, and I'm so grateful to be having this conversation today. We're talking all about positive affirmations and the power of positivity, and we have an expert joining us, Pyle Corley. She is the affirmation addict. You might have seen her on Instagram. She is really a voice for the power of affirmation. So she's going to share her story with us, talk to us about different methods she uses with affirmations, what she's found to work best, and answer your questions along the way as well. So let's get started. I've always been a deeply curious person, talking with anyone who would listen and soaking in as much information as possible. So it's no surprise my love for storytelling led me to a career in journalism. But after nearly a decade working in newsrooms across the West Coast, I realized I wanted to start asking questions you probably wouldn't see on your local news. So I left my job as a morning TV reporter and started The Spiritual Journalist. This isn't just a YouTube channel, podcast, website, or social media page. This is a live conversation where you get to ask questions too, because I'm not the expert. I'm not here to tell you what to believe. My goal is to connect you with people who have profound experiences and inspirational stories to share. And we'll definitely mix a little astrology in too. So if you're like me, you have this insatiable curiosity and you love deep conversations too, well, this is the place for you. Together each week, we'll explore everything from crystals and tarot to mental health and the environment. There are no wrong questions here. My ultimate goal is for you to come away from each episode with a new perspective and an expanded consciousness. This is a channel for the collective. This is a community for the curious. This is The Spiritual Journalist. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here, the affirmation addict herself joining us. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited to dive into how affirmations have shaped your journey, your life, but we start all of these conversations with a look at our guest's birth chart because I'm a big astrology nerd. So are you game to look at yours? Always. I'm so excited. Okay. So have you ever had an astrology reading before or looked into your birth chart? Yes, many, but I feel like I always learn something new. So tell me all the things. I always learn something new about my own birth chart every time I look at it, you know, so it's like a never ending deep dive into yourself. But so everybody else can get to know you. You are a Scorpio uh, and you also have your Mercury in Scorpio about four degrees away from your sun. So that's a loose conjunction. And that tells me that you are pretty confident expressing yourself through your words or communicating your personality. You probably uh, don't mind talking and kind of putting yourself out there which has shown up for you on Instagram, obviously. <laughs> yes, for sure. 
And then you have an Aries rising, it looks like, but a 29 degrees Aries rising. So just in general right now, Aries season, the sun's moving through your 12th house. This could be a time of like closure, endings, healing for you. Taurus season is like a, a new chapter for you, which is really exciting. But having an Aries rising means that you might come across as like a little bit fiery or bold when people first meet you. Um, and then with your son in Scorpio, it's like once they get to know you, you actually have a lot of depth and crave that deep connection with people. What's really interesting, though, uh, is that well, you have a Virgo moon. So those are your big three, uh, Aries rising, Scorpio sun, Virgo moon. I'm a Virgo, so I love talking about Virgo placements. Oh, good. Um, I don't know much about Virgo, so feel free to fill me in. Well, so our moon is our emotions. It's what we're nurtured by, maybe what we crave. And your moon being in your fifth house um, is actually, it's really interesting. It's like you probably crave tapping into your inner child a little bit or being creative or expressive, maybe even performing in some way. It's very artistic. Uh, but a Virgo moon actually is you like to nurture other people as well. There's uh, an element of you feel nurtured by serving others or giving to others, maybe through those avenues of performing. It's almost like I see your Virgo moon actually coming out on your Instagram as well because a lot of your content, you're like giving to others and serving others, but it's obviously nurturing you as well. And it's coming through in this performative way of being in the fifth house. So that's a really good example of how your Virgo moon shows up. That's your only Virgo placement too, and it actually opposes your Saturn in Pisces. So you haven't gone through your Saturn return yet. Saturn moves into Pisces at the end of next year, I think, middle or end of next year. And with your Saturn being in, uh, well, Pisces rules your 11th house, your Saturn's at the beginning of your 12th house, I feel like your Saturn return is gonna show up for you in some sense with a spiritual community, either building a spiritual community, being part of a spiritual community, and Again, you're already kind of like leaning into that. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to keep following in the next year or two and see how that shows up for you. What's really cool though is you have a stellium in Sagittarius in your eighth house. So a stellium is three or more planets in one sign. And when we have a stellium, we often express in this way um, pretty strongly. So Sagittarius energy loves to have fun. It's very optimistic, outgoing, expansive. You also have, it looks like your Jupiter in Sagittarius, your Mars in Sagittarius, and I think your Venus in Sagittarius. Yeah, and your Venus and Mars are conjunct. That's really beautiful, actually. It's like your masculine and feminine energy work together really nicely, and both of them being in Sagittarius. It's like very expressive, but at the same time, with all of this Sagittarius energy in your eighth house, there is this knowing and ability to connect with people on a deeper level again, because the eighth house is actually ruled by Scorpio and it's all about that deep energetic connection. So I see like spirituality showing up in the eighth house with that stellium and Sagittarius. Sagittarius also rules like higher understanding, higher learning, often associated with spirituality. And you know, Jupiter is your abundance. Your abundance is going to come from leaning into that connection, leaning into that spirituality. Really, really beautiful placements. And then finally, I'll just point out your midheavens in Capricorn. Our midheaven is like the most visible point in our career. And I like to point this out in these little mini readings because oftentimes we're talking about people's careers. Mm -hmm. um, but your midheaven being in Capricorn is about being that boss, being that leader, 
right? Showing up as a leader, as an authority figure. And your Neptune and Uranus are very close to your midheaven in your 10th house, which probably means you have really big dreams, visions, long-term plans when it comes to your career. So yeah, any other questions or anything you wanna point out since you are very familiar with your chart? No, I feel like this was so on point, especially with my recent personal kind of realizations. The part that you said about my, I think, Capricorn, the midheaven, um, mm -hmm. that's absolutely such a realization I had. I was like, I literally need to step into being the boss because sometimes I don't. And I'm like, oh, everyone can like give their opinion and like everyone share. But then it's like, then I forget that I have to lead. Um, so that's so resonant with what is kind of going on in the best way. And my only question is, are there any other interesting things you'd like to point out or because all of this was always very fascinating, but I'm always curious. Yeah, I mean, so the red lines are squares in your chart and that brings some tension. So your rising, how you initially show up might not be necessarily, although you're, you're, rising as an Aries, which is very leadership, but maybe like you come on strong, but there's not as much thought into like that long-term plan at first that might show up for you. Also, your North node is squaring your midheaven and those Capricorn placements. So it's like that point, that midheaven point that stuck out to you, stuck out to you for a reason, because mm -hmm. it might be bringing some tension and it doesn't feel super comfortable to be in that position. Although, you know, deep down, that's what you're meant to do, you know, and also your Virgo moon is forming a harmony, a harmonious angle to those Capricorn placements. Um, and so, you know, the Virgo moon, you want to be a giver. You want everybody to have the space to be themselves. And, you know, it's very um, selfless and humble. It's an earth energy, which is nice because it works with your midheaven. It works with that like long-term planning aspect with Capricorn. But at the same time, just like what you were saying, it's like being so nurturing and really wanting to like emotionally connect with people by nurturing them can sometimes conflict with the ability to just be like, nope, this is how we're doing it. I am the boss. Yep. This is how it's going to go, you know? <laughs> totally on point. That is literally what I'm working on right as we speak. So you nailed it. And thank you for that. I appreciate <laughs> awesome. it. And if you're watching and you want to get a free copy of your birth chart, you can go to the spiritualjournalist.com slash birth chart. You can also purchase a $25 report there if you want to do all your own deep dive into your chart. And our sponsor Astro Charts is an amazing site. Um, I'm not just saying this because they're our sponsor, but because I genuinely love their website. If you're somebody who is a little bit more into astrology, I love their platform because you can create a free account and you can save birth charts. So you can save sinistry charts between you and your partner. You can save your own birth chart, a friend's birth chart. I, you know I have like 15 birth charts saved on my account at all times. <laughs> um, so yeah, just want to give them a little shout out for making this show possible. But now that we understand your energy, we've looked at a snapshot of the stars in the sky and the planets in the sky when you were born. I'm really curious to know where your journey with affirmations started. Yeah, absolutely. So my journey actually started, I would say, when I was 12 years old. Um, my mom, she, we grew up in like a very um, Indian family, but our like religion, so to speak, was Hinduism. But my parents never really um, enforced it very much. And so they themselves started getting into meditation and that whole thing they started getting into when I was about 12 years old. And so my mom came home one day 
probably from one of her circles or something she went to. And she was like, I have this movie. We all need to sit down and watch it as a family. And it was a secret. So we watched it and I was pumped because I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I, that night, I will never forget. I made my very first vision board. I still have it because it's just so funny that like, as such a little girl, what my dreams were at that point. Um, and that's really how my journey started. It was first the secret. And then it was like, my mom gifted me the book. Um, you can heal your life by Louise Hayes. And truly that helped me go through all of high school, middle school, college. And it was something I always worked on on my own because it brought me so much peace. It made me feel better. It made me feel, it made me heal through like all the things we go through as kids, like the bullying and the doubt and what am I going to do with my life as an adult? And it really helped me go through all of those phases in life. And so that's truly where my personal journey started. And the transition to kind of sharing it forward came after I basically in college, I manifested my dream job. I, sorry, there's a really loud motorcycle. I don't know if you can hear it. It's all good. I have had construction next door all morning Perfect. and Fingers crossed it stopped for the time being, but it might show back. Know. We never know. Like, <laughs> let me peek. Like, let me say bye to them. Um, so basically my journey of creating it into kind of my dream job as a business consultant right out of college and through affirmations. So we can totally dive into that if that's something you guys want to talk about. But when I got to that dream job, it was not fulfilling. I was like, oh my God, I worked so hard to get here. I thought I wanted to get here and it's still, I know something's missing. And so I really had to go back into my own practice and drop in. And that's where um, on a trip, we were in Thailand with my family, visiting my brother. And basically I was searching out of my own need for an app. Um, I wanted like a spiritual app I could just go to, feel good about throughout my day, practice my affirmations, do all the things. Um, but none of them were fitting what I needed. And so I was like, maybe I make one. And that's truly where the idea of Affirmation Addict and Affirm It, which is my app's name, um, started was through my own moments of like, I need this. And it was such a hard time in my life to like manifest something and not want it at that point. It was very, very difficult to process. And so it was a lot of that kind of you find lightness in the darkness for me. Um, and that's probably my biggest motto as I move forward is there's so much good in those tough times. And like, let me help you find that good. Absolutely. I can relate, you know, with my own story of like, you're in your dream job and, and not feeling like you, you know, rationally, you're like, this is what I wanted. This is what I called in. This is what I, I even manifested. Maybe like I asked for this. And um, I'm curious how long ago you were in that dream job and how long it took you to start to make the shift into being your own business owner and creating your own career that really wasn't actually a, a real job title probably at that point. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The amount of pushback I got from family friends, they're like, you're quitting. And like, yeah, they're like to do what? And I'm like, I don't know how to explain this to you just yet. So basically I think it was four years ago now um, that I quit my job and I was at my job for a year. So yes, I think that means a total of five years. So I got my job five years ago quit four years ago, fast forward, and here we are now. Um, and truly the growth through my business itself and even creating the app, I always talk about this, that it was, that in itself was such a journey for me of like 
building something. I'm not a tech person. Like I'm a business major. I don't know anything about coding, um, like going that route and learning and investing and getting uncomfortable with money and creating an income, all of that. Like I truly feel like the past four years have been the most potent spiritual journey, uh, that I've been on so far. And I think there's only more to come. I think like creating your own business is its own way of like having your own spiritual awakening through it all. Like I feel like you're forced to get so uncomfortable throughout it. Um, so yeah, it's been about a four or five year journey since manifesting it, quitting and getting to where we are today. Incredible. I just have to, at this point, you know, this is how my astrologer brain works. Yeah. When you said that you were 12 when you watched The Secret. So Jupiter usually takes about 12 years to go around the sun. And you were probably right around having your Jupiter return when that was happening. And then, you know, right around maybe when you were 24, starting your own business, Jupiter coming back. And Jupiter loves to be in Sagittarius, by the way. Like, Ooh. so that's a really strong placement for you. Also, your ruling planet Mars is in Sagittarius. And as you're talking, I'm like, all this, this stellium in Sagittarius, like is positive affirmations, truly, because Sagittarian energy is like so positive, so optimistic. So I want to talk to you about the power of positivity, because really that seems like a, a through line between everything you've done. For you, are, have you always just been an optimistic, positive person, or did that take some learning or working to get into that mindset? I think it definitely took a lot of figuring out. I think um, instinctively, I probably have been, but I feel like as we're growing up, as we're figuring out who we are in the world, we tend to mirror like our friends. We tend to mirror the people we're around. So I sometimes actually think about this, but I look back and like in high school, I was always nice, so to speak. Like I was never like, I don't know, a bully or a mean person necessarily, but I was always, I would say my insecurities outweighed my positivity by far. Um, the insecurities kind of melting away, that took a lot of work. And I would say the positivity came from me like looking back and I was like, what is the point of just complaining all the time? Like it felt frustrating to me. That was kind of my barrier. Cause when I worked at my dream job, I noticed my conversations were, I can't wait till the weekend. I hate going to work. I hate my boss. Like it, it was exhausting, honestly. And I think that's when I finally figured out like, if this is everybody, right, all of my friends in different careers, they all felt this. If they're all feeling like this, then I need to do something that none of them are doing that I'm not seeing to maybe feel a little bit differently. So it took me feeling kind of the hard part. It took me feeling the exhaustion and the drainage of not feeling good all the time. It took a lot of like, okay, either you hate this, you cry every day and you don't like your life or you choose to make it different. So I definitely think it was instinctive where I knew it as a tool for me. I knew the positive affirmations were a tool I had in my back pocket because I was exposed to them so young, um, but I didn't constantly practice them. Um, like when I manifested the dream job, I stopped practicing and I was like, oh my God, my life sucks right now. Like I need to go back to it. And so I think it came in waves to where it became more and more like the thing I get to lean on and the thing I get to fuel to help me get to where I know I can be. I think that's so relatable too. Even if you are in a job you like, it, I feel like it's maybe societal or something like that. But it's like, I think in our culture, you get around a group of people and it's almost like, 
second nature to find something to complain about, you know, like that's how we bond. And until you become very intentional about who you're surrounding yourself with and only allowing people in who are going to like bring up your vibration, I think anybody can relate to that being in a situation where, you know, I don't think we often realize how like other people's energy is affecting us. So you said you always had affirmation as a tool. What does that tool look like for you now and over the past four years? Is it daily? Is it multiple times a day? Yeah, Um, I would say it is daily. Um, I don't always necessarily write them down anymore. That is like the most peaceful practice for me is writing them down. Like my go-to practice, especially if you're just starting out, because I know it can be hard to say them out loud, is grab a journal, find 10 affirmations and write them down. Like it's so simple. It took me 30 seconds. Like it's such a quick practice. So if time feels like an issue, you don't necessarily have an excuse because it's pretty short. Um, But that is what my practice used to be. Now I think it's evolved. Like I think my understanding um, of affirmations have evolved as to a little bit like it's kind of always what you're doing. Like every thought you're thinking, every word you're speaking. And so in moments where I feel very, discomfort or uncomfortable or I'm feeling anxious, then I always go back to that same practice of writing them down. Um, But in moments where I'm actually kind of okay and I'm just like exploring, I more so infuse it into just like my thoughts. Like I kind of like sitting and doing nothing and just like thinking through, repeating those affirmations mentally and just being like, I'm open to calling in new experiences and repeating those to myself mentally. Cause I firmly believe honestly, when it boils down to it, the thoughts we think, the words we speak, all of those add up. So I that's kind of my current honest, raw thought process on affirmations and how I practice them. I am so glad you said that because, um, you know, when I got the idea to start The Spiritual Journalist last year, going through a huge awakening of my own, I started journaling every day and just kind of created my own journal practice based on a couple of different practices from Gabby Bernstein, from Rachel Hollis. Um, and not necessarily just doing affirmations, but Rachel Hollis, I don't know if you know, she does this like thing where she writes out 10 things as if they've already happened. So very much like affirmations, very similar concept. And I was doing it every day. I was very diligent about it. It was like the one promise I was making to myself every day. Um, But I have to admit, you know, once I manifested this and it started happening, it wasn't part of my everyday staple anymore. I do it often still, but Mm -hmm. I have found that even on days when I don't write them down, it's like having done it so many times, it's so easy to recall those things that I wrote down over and over again. And just, it's like, they're always there. I can always pull them, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So do you recommend if people haven't had a lot of experience with affirmations, starting writing them out, maybe making that the practice first? I absolutely think so. And the other thing, shameless plug, I would recommend um, if you need a help, like a support system is using our app. Basically, the way we've kind of intended for it to be is it's a bunch of different collections, because I think the hardest part when you're starting is like, how do I know if this is the right one? Is it worded right? Is this actually going to help? And so we've created a bunch of different affirmations you can read through and swipe through on your phone, like 
that's fine. I love writing down pen to paper, but if you're on the go and you can't just read through them. And another thing we made that actually I currently use a lot right now is I made up this thing called guided affirmations and just like you repeat after me or you listen and it's very like subliminal subconscious. And so that's another thing I think that's a really great place to start is picking one way and playing with it and then trying a different way if you're like, mm, I'm getting tired of that. Because I think the hardest part with affirmations is getting excited to do it rather than getting overwhelmed to feel forced. I think it's so important you feel excited rather than like you have to do this so you can manifest. I think the intention there already sets out for you to manifest something very different. So hopefully it feels like a fun practice for yourself rather than I have to do this because I really want to manifest what I want to manifest. It's more like I want to do this because I just enjoy it. And that's kind of what the goal is. So whatever practice you do, whether it's you write them down, you read them, or you listen to something, I hope my intention for you is that it feels exciting and like motivating for you to do that just for yourself. Well, and I think that would be so important, right? Because it's all about energy. Everything is yeah. energy. If you're like going to your journal and you're like, okay, like I have to do my affirmations today, you're not going to be fully leaning into them. Absolutely. So I would love to hear your perspective on, I know there's no like right or wrong way necessarily to do affirmations, to say them, to write them. But I think there is... Um, a really intentional conscious way of wording things and so often I think you know I, I find this with my partner sometimes and he's not watching but <laughs> I would he would know he would know if I called him he, would be, he would know yeah. I'll ask him like okay what do you want or like how do you see this going and he has heavy Capricorn placements that's what we'll blame this on he'll he's always like well I don't want this or, you know, and I, there are a lot of people out there that that's just kind of how their brain operates. And there's not to say there's anything wrong with that, but talk to me about your thoughts on having negative statements be part of your intentions. Absolutely. I think I kind of give three key rules and I know it's unideal to say rules, but they are a little bit of rules, but three guidelines maybe is a better way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, where the reason we don't want to say things like that is because if you think about it, your words are creating your reality and why are they creating your reality is because of the way your subconscious mind works and your subconscious mind cannot process words, um, like no, cannot don't. So all of those words, like if your husband is saying, I don't want this, your subconscious mind, the one that's responsible for actually helping you manifest is actually hearing, I want this. So a lot of the times we're unintentionally manifesting things that we don't want. I've done this many times where I know so strongly what I don't want and I don't want it so badly that it manifests because I'm so much more clear on what I don't want and I'm not giving enough attention. I'm not giving enough energy. I'm not giving enough thought to what I actually do want. So some tips on like when you're saying your affirmations and just when you're even speaking in conversation, try to avoid talking about what you don't want. Just try not to give it energy. Can you flip it? Like say you're not feeling well. Can you, instead of saying, I'm so sick, can you talk about, I'm so excited to feel better? That's an immediate small shift you can make. And it's just very language based. Another thing that you don't want to do is you want to always try and stay in, you want to try and stay in present tense. Some people do in future, but present tense is kind of the only thing your subconscious understands. Um, and it very alludes to like 
the only moment we have is now. Like if anything, everything is energy, all energy exists. Everything we have is like in this moment. So that's kind of what that is alluding to. So I would say try and do those two tips because I think we oftentimes, like we talked about in the beginning, in so many of my conversations with friends, people were always talking about what they don't like. We always complain. And if I spend more time complaining, then I'm probably manifesting more things to complain about versus if I talk about all the things that are going good in my life, then it's like, oh, more good things come. Um, a lot of my friends in conversation, they're like, how are you? I'm always responding. I am doing so good. And they're like, why? Like it catches people off guard because they're like, why? Like I remember in college, it was, how are you? I'm tired. Always my go-to response. I'm tired or I'm busy. Mm-hmm. Um, always the go. And it was almost like a cool thing to be tired or to be super busy, like the to badge have of honor on your plate. Yeah. It was yeah. such a badge of honor. And like, do you want that badge of honor or do you really just not? And you want to feel better. So just be mindful, like direct energy, direct your words, direct your thoughts to things that you do want and reframe them in a way where you don't get to use those negative words as much like no, or cannot. Obviously sometimes we use those, but try and be mindful of the positioning that you're stating your facts in. And, you know, when you said that, it's like how much of those statements or go-to responses are borrowed from our parents or the people who raised us, you know, and these like learned responses, like from workaholic parents or, or whatever about them wearing their own burnout as a badge of honor, you know, and then we just like sort of adopt these things. I feel like for me, affirmations have really helped me hone my own identity and my own values and my own beliefs and my own desires and really like forced me to sit down and be like, who do I want to be? You know, that's one of the things um, Gabby Bernstein, I learned from her every day or, or some questions she like poses are, how do I want to feel today? Who do I want to be today? What do I want to receive today? And what do I want to give today? And mm-hmm. so that's part of my journaling practice. And the responses always end up being affirmations, you know, like I yeah. am, uh, whatever. So um, it's just, it's funny because I think sometimes people think affirmations have to be like from a list or they have to start with I am. And it's really just all about making statements, positive statements in the present tense, right? Like that's kind yeah. of just the, the basis. Yeah, that is the basis. And that's the thing. Like, I feel um, like people kind of get this, uh, get this misconception that if I say one negative statement, like all my work is trashed, right? But that's not true. Like, if every single sentence you stated manifested, and every thought manifested, the world would be a very chaotic place. Like, there is buffer time. um, And so don't like judge yourself through the process as you're shifting, the best thing you can do is just try and have fun with it and try and give yourself permission to experiment because you might not find your perfect way. You might not find the ease in which you can talk positively without feeling like it's forced or fake or not you. Like you can find your own authentic version of expressing yourself in a way that aligns with who you actually want to be. Like that can coexist. It takes a little bit of experimenting, um, but you'll get there. I think it's, it just takes a lot of awareness. I think the first step to all of this is just taking a step back and observing, not even making a change, observing your conversations. When you're talking to your family, when you're talking to your friends, you'll notice, like you said, a lot of the things you're saying are probably responding to their own thoughts. They probably might not even be consciously what you want to talk about. 
I noticed um, a funny story with my mom. She has like this automatic response to certain things. And I literally word for word said one of her responses. I absolutely disagree with this response. Like I don't consciously believe it, but I don't know what it, I forgot what the story was. However, I literally said her words and I was like, wow, I just took her exact words and I don't even believe these. I know I don't believe these. So think about how consciously I knew those weren't my thoughts. Imagine all the things I don't realize aren't my thoughts. Like I still have so much work to do. And so just, I think there's so much power in like poking yourself, like asking yourself little questions. Like, is this my thought or is this someone else's? Is this a limiting relief or is this an opportunity for me to look at it in a different way? Like just exploring, I think is so beautiful, so powerful. And it's okay if you contradict yourself, like you'll learn through that. Um, but having fun with the exploration process of whose thoughts are these, whose words are these is a really fun way to move forward. And you have a mom who like introduced you to the secret and was doing wow. circles and meditation. I mean, I had a similar experience in the past year or so sitting down and having a conversation with my dad and I, you know, I love him, but I was like, wow. And I even, I even said like, that's a lot of, um, I don't even know if I said negativity, but I was just like, wow, that seems like really difficult. You know, I was yeah. just like, oh, what you're saying, I, I just never noticed it before because I wasn't, I was just kind of floating through life and not really conscious of yeah. my own thoughts. And then once you start coming back to yourself, you notice these things from the people close to you, how they're repeatedly showing up, the things they're repeatedly saying. And you're like, no wonder like you're always so stressed or you know your reality looks like this because that's what you're consciously constantly creating mm -hmm. i do want to talk about you touched a little bit on like neuroscience and what goes yeah. on in the mind and why it's important to use present tense talk to me a little bit about that because i'm sure you know all the science things behind affirmations yeah so when it comes down to it, i did touch on it a little bit basically if you think about it, affirmations, the best term, I'm not a neuroscientist, but I will tell you the term if you want to really look into it is neuroplasticity is kind of the one big term I think that really like blew my mind the first time I heard about it is that your brain is always shifting. It is meant to shift and it adapts to what it sees most frequently. That's it. Like it's such a simple way that our beliefs are formed, our thoughts are formed. We feel like our beliefs are like so deep and like complex, but truly when you look at why our beliefs are the way they are, our subconscious mind is kind of the host of our beliefs and your subconscious mind is most, um, malleable from ages zero to seven. So you are learning everything that your subconscious mind is kind of taking as inventory from until you're seven years old. So if you think about it, a very layman's term to put it is like, we most of us, if we're not doing much healing work, we're probably living as like our seven year old self's brain. Like that's our belief systems is what we saw when we were seven years old. So your parents when they were raising you or your friends or your childhood school, like 
those are the types of beliefs that are really still ruling our lives. Those are like the lenses that our life is being seen through. And once you are aware of that, you're like, oh my gosh, my seven-year-old self has such a different awareness than who I am now. So how to bridge that gap is you reprogram. That's what affirmations are really trying to do is you're reprogramming those beliefs through repetition. And an example I like to give is if I told you for the next three years that the sun is green, your brain would start to believe that simply through repetition. If everybody around you said the sun was green, the sun was green, then your brain would be like, oh yeah, the sun is green. And it would be such a strong belief because everybody around you feels that way. That's all you hear. That's all you see. That's truly so simply how beliefs are formed and your beliefs, what they mean by your beliefs create your reality is that's where the vibration and the energy comes in is my fundamental belief that maybe money is hard to come by. I will be unconsciously, subconsciously manifesting that because that's my belief. So my subconscious mind's role is to prove me right. All it wants to do is be like, pile, you are right. Your beliefs are true. So let me show you how hard it is for money to come by. On the flip side, if I've healed or reprogrammed or done some work and I start to remind myself that money is actually easy, money comes into my life with ease, my subconscious mind will be like, oh, okay, let's find some new energies that make it easy to come in. And then you'll start to see that shift. That's how manifestation unfolds from a sciency way. And then it goes into the vibrations of it that I don't know how to explain from a sciency way. <laughs> That's all spiritual. Um, and and we'll we'll get into that in in just a second. But I'm I'm wondering, you know, you decided, okay, I'm not happy in my job. I want to make a shift. Maybe lean back into affirmations a little bit more. Whatever that looked like. When did you start to really um, know that they worked? That affirmations worked for you and understand the the full power of you know speaking your reality into existence or writing your reality into existence. Yeah. I honestly started to see them work way before the job came. I saw them work like when I was as little as like 12 years old. It's such a silly story, but it was as simple as like <laughs> I was getting ready for school. And for some reason that morning, I was like, mom, I want a brownie. And she was like, I don't have brownies. My mom never like baked cookies and stuff. It was always Indian desserts. And so I, she was like, I don't have brownies for you. And I was like, okay, I really want a brownie. So my affirmation for the day is I'm enjoying a really good brownie. And I kid you not, in literally 20 minutes, um, my parents, their friend came over and baked a batch of brownies and showed up with it and was like, Pyle, I made this for you. And to me, like that was like two, three days, I think, after I watched The Secret. Um, and I was just like, holy crap, that is magical. So once you start to notice, like you're more intentional with where your thoughts are going, such a simple thing as a brownie. I promise it's happened with cooler things. <laughs> However, that was like that instantaneous, like, oh my gosh, this is powerful. Like, whoa, that just happened. And then you start to do it in other things like your job or your soulmate or money or your dream home. And it just compound, like you start to build a little bit of belief and then you get excited. And then it's like, oh, I can do it for bigger and bigger and bigger things. And then you just start to get more and more belief in the process, which really helps. So if you're starting out to kind of see that result, as some people like to call it, I would start with something that doesn't feel um, like you Cute. need it. Yeah, like something not too big, like something that's like exciting, nice to have, 
a little bit believable and let's do this for fun. Think of it like an experiment rather than my life depends on that because that puts a lot of other pressures that we can get into on how to heal those. Um, but that's kind of the best way to start is like as simple as manifest a free cup of coffee. Let that be your intention after this episode and see how that happens. Give yourself like a week and see how many free cups of coffee come your way. I love just picturing 12 year old you like I'm going to use the secret to get a brownie. But I really do think like if you have young children, I don't have kids yet, but mm. kids are especially magical. And I think about this all the time now. When I was little, I was like manifesting things that I'm doing now without realizing it. Like I just had so much confidence when I was really young. And, you know, my parents would ask me to do chores and I would be like, I don't want to do my chores. And they're like, well, how are you ever going to learn? And I would say, well, I'm going to be really rich and I'm going to have a maid. Yeah. Now, has that manifested yet? No, but it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I would like, I would always say like, well, I'm going to be famous. Like I just believed these things. Yeah. Granted, I would not call myself famous, but I did have a job in like a very public setting, you yeah. know? So it's really interesting to look back at like what you wanted and what you declared as a little kid and to see, I just feel like little kids have just this other magical element of belief that we, a lot of us lose along the way. You know, we kind of lose that confidence, whether it's because we're bullied or because we get all this programming coming in about what's possible for us. Um, but I just think that's so funny that you're like a 12 year old wanting a brownie and the brownie just shows up for you. So awesome. Yeah, I will never forget that day. And it's so embarrassing to share because it's such a little thing, but I'm like, I kid you not, that was like one of the biggest days of my life. Cause I was like, whoa, it, this is the coolest thing ever. And I think you're so right when it comes to kids. I think like a really good way to think about it is I feel like when we're kids, like we are so much more trusting in the unseen. Like we're, we, our whole job as kids is to trust. Like we have to trust our parents to take care of us. Like we're not thinking about where to get the next meal and those types of things. Like there's so much trust innate to us as kids. And I think current society patterns is you can't trust anyone but yourself. And there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of the world is out to get you. And you don't know that when you're that young. So it doesn't feel as impossible or as scary, but we start to learn those things. And it, that's all we hear. Like, even if we consciously disagree with it, that's all we see in movies. We, that's all we see. Um, that's all we listen to in music. Like it's so fundamental into the way our society works that it's very hard to consciously choose a narrative. That's not society's narrative. That's not the normal thought pattern that most of us live by. It's, it takes a lot of like disagreeing with people. It takes a lot of like, actually, no, I don't want that for myself. I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to always clean my own house. I want maybe someone else to do it. And that's fine. Like it takes a lot of conscious courage. I think truly is the best way to put it to want to create a different reality than the normal patterns we all typically live by. It's so true. And I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I'm sure you've noticed and and benefited even from this like rise of spirituality over the past, whether it's because of the pandemic, whether it's who knows why, you know, I don't think any of us really yeah. fully understand why there's this huge movement of spirituality of people getting into meditation, affirmations, yoga, women's circles, uh, you know, manifestation is huge right now. Um, are you kind of hopeful 
that the societal narrative will start to shift over time and that maybe it won't be so hard to just like lean into these beliefs, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think my honest thoughts, you know, my honest thought on that is I'm so excited that spirituality and I can talk about crystals and people don't think I'm a weirdo anymore. Like I'm so happy that that stuff is normal and normalizing, but I think my true concern is I hope people share it and teach it and tell their friends about it with like the best intentions because I think um sometimes it can be misconstrued as like a quick fix or it can be misconstrued as like yeah let me just like get all my money and leave but it's like when you really get into it you start to understand like it's not about that like it's about making more money so you can help other people make more money and it's like there's so much good And once you really understand it and it forces you to do so much shadow work. So I really hope people are able to see that like, it's not just like a quick fix because you want a better life. Like it is truly a beautiful journey, not only benefiting yourself, but also everyone else that you're in contact with. So that's kind of my thought is like, I'm so happy it's there. But like, I sometimes get a little cringy when I see repeat this three times and your soulmate's going to come into your life. I am like, okay, they're doing their best and that's okay. But I hope that doesn't like give false motivations to people to get into it either. That's my true honest thoughts. Like I'm so happy, but I'm also like, I really hope more and more people like you can like share, like there's so much beauty and growth in this journey. And it's not like, a one-year thing it's kind of a lifetime and like a lifestyle in itself right and it's there's so much clickbaity stuff you know on instagram that people are just you know if you don't click this reel or double tap then you're missing out on this or use this sound to do this you know and i think that there is you know discernment is huge and that's a term that's starting to come about in the spiritual conversation globally but i really i hope that it becomes even more prevalent to talk about energy discerning where the intention behind something right and i think this is a great point to talk about manic manifestation too um, because manifestation is so popular and people are clinging to it and um you know, I think affirmations, if not used properly, can be a form of manic manifestation, writing down every day, I have a million dollars, I have a million dollars, and then just expecting it to show up. So what advice do you have for people who are kind of in that mode of almost desperation, like desperately trying to manifest something? Yeah, my biggest piece of advice, and people hate hearing this when they're in that mode, I know, because I've been in that mode, I've absolutely experienced this, I think we all have, where if you feel like your life is not going to be okay without a manifestation, if you feel like your happiness depends on a manifestation, you've got to make some shifts. Um, Try listening to somebody else, try a different method, or try a different perspective, because I personally don't believe that manifestations are meant to make you happier. I think they're just taking you to a new level. I think the whole point of all of this is you're happy now. So your manifestation comes to you. Like that's very simple. Law of attraction is like, you feel how you want to feel when you think your manifestation is going to come that way, your manifestation can actually come to you. And that doesn't come by like faking it. Like you have to actually feel it. And if something's not coming your way, then you're it's still not there for you. And so my personal big advice is if it feels forced, if it feels desperate, take a step back and focus on just you. 
focus on self-love, focus on self-worth. I think there is so much room to grow in loving ourselves, approving of ourselves, feeling whole on our own, that I truly think that's kind of the basis that I always like to teach off of is like taking care of you and connecting to yourself and being self-aware that if you're focusing on external manifestations and you're kind of obsessive, come back to loving on you because I promise you that will not only help manifest probably what you're trying to, but it's also so healing um, and so nurturing from a soul level that I think it'll really open your perspective up. And, you know, another term that's been getting more and more popular, limiting beliefs, you know, clearly. And I'm guilty of this too, because, you know, I have a daily live stream where we talk about astrology transits every day. And I'm like, okay, this is a great time to clear limiting beliefs. But you know, we don't have time every day to really dive into what it does it mean to clear limiting beliefs. And I think affirmations can be a really beautiful way to clear limiting beliefs. Yeah. 100%. Um, kind of like what I mentioned earlier, where if you have a belief that's like not serving you, but it's constantly showing up in your reality, affirmations are an awesome way, like a super simple way to think about it is say the opposite. So if you think money is hard to come by, say money is easy to come by. That's a great way to start shifting it and repeating it to yourself. And I want to call out, I don't think everyone will start to repeat affirmations and start to believe them right away. Like sometimes only affirmations won't do it. Sometimes you have to get uncomfortable. Sometimes you go backwards a little bit or your world feels like it's crumbling. Like There's so much more to all of this that I think is very hard to put into words all the time. It's hard to label. It's hard to make it into an aesthetic Instagram post. Like you'll see on my feed, I post a ton of myself crying because I think that is my way of releasing. I think that's my way of processing. And I think people don't talk about that. When you talk about manifestation, it feels like, yeah, like all is perfect. And I think it can be, but it takes a lot of work to get there. And I feel like setting those realistic expectations like that the journey is beautifully difficult but in the most exciting way like i love discomfort now like that's how i know i'm growing if i'm too comfortable i'm like oh something has to change because like now i'm like no like i get to be uncomfortable but i know discomfort is like the next version of myself like so reframing how you see those things I think is so helpful. Um, I totally forgot what you asked, but I just went on a tangent. Just limiting beliefs, but your tangent was perfect. And I think it goes back to what you said earlier. Like it is a journey. Even you, someone who is literally living your purpose, you know, you have amassed this successful following, this amazing app, this team behind you supporting you, but that doesn't mean that you're not human. And I think really right now we're seeing so many people, so many spiritual coaches coming online, so many people showing up as these very spiritual versions of themselves, which I absolutely love. However, I appreciate, you know, you being a leader talking about your Capricorn midheaven um, in the way of like, it is going to be uncomfortable. Even if life is beautiful and I have all this money or I have all the things I want to have, it doesn't mean limiting beliefs won't keep showing up or new limiting beliefs will pop up. You know, it's all about the journey and being human. And I just think that's so amazing. Like I am not at a place where I have, um, and maybe I have posted myself crying like once or twice, but that takes true vulnerability, you know? And I just have to say like, that is you showing up as the leader, maybe not being like the boss necessarily, but I think that's such an amazing 
leadership quality. And I don't want to say I can't wait for your next crying post because I don't <laughs> want you to cry, but <laughs> I'll be there like cheering, cheering, cheering on. on. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's talk about spirituality and the link between affirmations and spirituality and how it has shaped your view of the spiritual, of God, of goddess, spirit, whoever you want to call it. No, I love that. I personally think my spiritual journey has shifted so much over the years. In the middle, there was a point when affirmations felt like the only kind of way for me to feel spiritual. And it was very in my 3D world. Like my spirit, my spiritual extent was me manifesting a dream job. That meant I was spiritual to me. Like that was my definition a few years ago. Um, but over the years, I feel like I've had a lot of different experiences, which I've asked for. Like I have affirmed for them that I want deeper experiences. I want to know like the capacity of my higher self. Like I was like, okay, in the middle, I was like, wow, I got everything I wanted quite quick. Like, there needs to be more because there's no way I would still be here if I didn't have more to learn. So I was like, okay, I'm ready for round two universe. Like tell me more. And so then I started really getting into, um, just like earth energy has been my new thing. I've been exploring is like the energy of the earth, the energy of just like the different elements and like how they move through you. And what that's really started to help me with is like, we are all extensions of, I think, a higher consciousness. I don't necessarily love the word God or goddess. I love those terms for other things, but like from a spiritual perspective, I've never connected with them. I think it's like, I love just like universal life force. Like I love those types of words. Maybe I'm avoiding something, I don't know. Um, but I those are the words. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so those are the words that really feel resonant with me. And currently, like my spiritual practice and even my affirmations have been really geared towards me connecting to that energy because I'm basically seeing it as an energy. Um, I think it's an energy that we're all able to tap into. I think it's a beautiful energy. And I think a way I felt it a few times in like certain bodywork sessions or meditations where I'm like, whoa, this is powerful stuff. And I know there's so like, I know I'm just like a child in the universe that I know nothing like it just re humbled me. And so now I've been using my affirmations to connect deeper to those types of energies and more in that receiving mode, rather than feeling like I have to know everything. That was truly how I operated a lot before. Like I have to teach, I have to give value, I have to prove my worth. Now I'm kind of trying to shift that and be like, I'm able to be like, a receiver and then transmit has kind of been my new shift of like, let me receive what I need. Let me process, live by it and then transmit it forward rather than feeling like it's like an ego thing where I have to create this for you more like this is universal consciousness. Everyone's going to talk about it at some point. And what's my version of transmitting that to whoever needs to see it. So I feel like that's my current take on spirituality is like exploring the depths of consciousness, exploring the depths of energy is what I've been really currently resonating with. Spoken like a true Scorpio, you know, exploring <laughs> the depths of energy. I love that so much. It's like a be a slogan for that's Scorpio. Hilarious. <laughs> um, but really, I think, you know, because a lot of times we do just focus on ourselves. Like, I want to use affirmation to call this into my reality. I want to use affirmations to get this physical thing or call in this physical person. And I think that, um, you know, 
for me personally, I can relate, you know, I, once you kind of are in your purpose or you've, you've called in something, it's like, okay, what's next? And for me, the same, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, how can I be open to receiving even like I am open to divine opportunities or, um, you know, even something as simple as like, I say, like, I know that the right people will come into my awareness when I need them, you know, yeah. like, I'm not going to stress. I'm not going to try to like fill all my podcast episodes up. And, you know, I'm just like, I know the right person will say yes or come into my awareness when I need them. And so far that's been working for me. So yeah. hopefully it keeps working. It will. Um, yeah. Thank you. Um, is there anything else that we need to know about affirmations if we're just getting started? Yes, I would say the biggest, maybe a little recap, the biggest things I think to take away is affirmation should be seen as like a tool as a way to enhance you and who you are. It's not to fix or change or um, kind of mend something that's broken. I think affirmations are really just helping you understand who you are, understand what you truly want out of life and help you get to a place where you can experience, receive, create those things. So allow affirmations to be a tool rather than like a necessity of, I will, like my life will kind of suck without it. That's not the goal. It should really be a way to enhance and feel good. Um, so my biggest thing, I feel like I say this every time is like, make sure the journey and your experience with them feels light. It feels fun. The people you're learning from, it doesn't feel like an end all be all. It feels expansive and like, let your intuition come through. We all have intuitions. They're all there. You all have them. So use your intuition and listen to and connect with people who inspire you, but also don't forget like, you know everything you need to know. So connect with yourself and let yourself choose what works for you and how to serve yourself. Maybe it's different than what we've talked about today. Maybe it's your totally own practice. Like that's perfect. Like that's beautiful. So that's my biggest tip is don't feel like you're messing anything up because you're not like this is all exploration. We're all figuring it out at all points. We're just sharing what's worked for us. Maybe something different works for you. So have fun with it, I think is my biggest thing that people forget is it's supposed to be fun. It's not scary. It's not um, like an intimidating practice. It should be a very light practice. And if you need help with that, we're both here for you. Absolutely. I'm also curious um, if everything that you have manifested or that has come into your life, you know, your, your husband, your business, did you use affirmations for all of those things or were there surprises along the way? I did actually. Uh, I would say everything. Whenever I wanted something very specifically, I that same practice I shared at the beginning is writing down those ten affirmations every morning. Um, that was constantly my practice. It has never failed me. It's been what's worked for me. And certain things um, they weren't necessarily written. I would say my most recent thing was I really wanted to feel energy in my physical body. Um, that was like one of the most recent things in my current spirituality we were talking about. And I thought about it. I don't remember if I wrote it down, honestly. I'm sure I wrote it down once, but it wasn't like a constant thing I wrote down. And that manifested itself in December and like 
finding different people who can help me on my journey because I think we forget to ask for help. So that was one of the only ones that's kind of come through, I would say more so divine timing that is just unfolded in its own way, but it's absolutely an intention I clearly knew I wanted. Um, and that I wrote down at one point, maybe I didn't write it down every day, but I really did. I feel like at least everything I can think of consciously has been the root habit has been affirmations, which is probably why I'm so obsessed with them to share them with people. <laughs> right. And why this is, you know, I, when I see people with like huge Instagram followings, yeah. I'm like, this person has clearly found what they're here to do. And the universe is, they're drawing people in, you know, the universe yeah. is like, I, I see social media, it, it took a lot of um, shifting my perspective on it over the past year or two, because I was really in a place where I was like, I, social media is the death of society and all this stuff. Um, but then I was like, wow, there's so much opportunity for connection. And I really feel like these digital platforms, whether it's Instagram or an app, the universe, I really feel like can manipulate digital energy more easily than physical energy. So when I see a post come up that is like, clearly meant for me, I'm like, Oh, thank you, universe, you know, like, it's very easy for you to just pop a different post into my feed, you know, we don't know how the algorithm works. So mm -hmm. I starting to see digital platforms as like a way to commune with the universe or with yeah. God or spirit was like a huge shift for me and being intentional about who I was connecting with, you know, all yeah. of those things. The last yeah. thing I want to ask you is if something is manifested for you, mm -hmm. do you keep affirming it or do you like move on? Um, I typically move on. What I do try and do is appreciate it. Like be grateful because I think it's very easy. Like, I think this is a great, thank you for bringing this up because when something manifests, People think it's like going to change your life, but it's like a 10 second thing when the thing manifests in your life. It is such a small thing. What you do with the moments afterwards is truly up to you once again. Like that choice is back in your hands. Like Tom manifested him. I was like, oh my gosh, you're in my life. I love you. But we had to go through a lot of stuff. We had a military relationship, different cultures, all the things. And so all of those were different layers of our relationship that I didn't even think were possible. So we had to work through. So the new affirmations came and new growth came and new learning lessons came. So I feel like it's like the work doesn't necessarily stop either. It's appreciation or it's refining. Um, I always try and make it a practice in your affirmations. If you don't know where to start, start saying thank you. Like, saying things in the form of like, thank you, I already have this or thank you because I genuinely already have this is a great way to just tune up your vibration um, and start to connect kind of like what you were saying with one of the journaling practices you do. It's a really cool way for you to not only be appreciative of what you have manifested, but also for what you want to manifest. So it's another way of thinking of affirmations is doing like a gratitude list. Um, so yeah, I never stop. Yeah, I always start any journaling with five things I'm grateful for. That's yeah. was the beginning of me ever journaling was, and so weird to look back. Like in college, I decided to start a gratitude blog, even though I did not have time to start a gratitude blog, but I just wanted to. And then it's funny to see me like 10 years later, like, oh, now this is just like what I'm doing for work. It's just something I felt called to do. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's part of what I'm doing now every day using those same tools. So so wild. Oh, so cool. I yeah. love that. That's yeah. so beautiful. 
Uh, it, life is so wild, but yeah. I feel like honestly, we're talking about like all these things you can do to call things in. And I love how you said, like, you just have to figure out what works for you because you're never going to hundred percent believe something until it works for you. You know, it's all about experiencing and putting yourself out there and being, being willing to try things and being willing to see if they work or if they don't, and you need to try something else, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. No, this is so fun. I feel like we opened up so many different portals <laughs> and conversations. I love this. Thank you. Thank you. And speaking of digital energy, um, I want to pull up your Instagram. I love to end all of our shows with a card poll. So I was going to pull from fellow Scorpio, Gabby Bernstein's deck. Love it. Um, this is the closest deck I have to like a straight up affirmation deck. So I figured <laughs> it was appropriate. But while I get the cards out and shuffle, let me pull up your Instagram so people know where mm -hmm. to follow yeah. you. And if you want to just tell us about what you have going on right now, how people can connect with you, what your offerings are. Yes, absolutely. So Instagram for us is probably where we are always most consistent. Best way to connect with me. I respond to all my DMs. So I'm very accessible. Um, what I have going on currently is we are truly, truly trying to just share with you how you can use the app. Um, it's such a baby to me. It's like the way the thing I created, I really feel like it's my way of helping you in your journey is to create your own spiritual practice, create the version of you that works well. And you can try so many different tools and meditations and all the things. And so that's where my kind of focus is on helping you. And it is a subscription-based app, but it's literally $5 a month, less than $5. So if you want to try it out, we have a free trial. I would love to see you in there. And if not, we post so much content on our feed and we're picking up our podcast. So lots of fun stuff. I personally like I think what you were telling me in my chart reading makes so much sense because so much of my personal business structure is content creation and I love it. Like I don't get, I think I know for a lot of business owners, like the content creation part sucks, but I like thrive off of it. I'm like, this is so fun. And it makes sense for what you were saying, like just part of my sign and everything. And so I will always choose to serve and I would love to see you and connect with you on Instagram. Yes. And I love following you on Instagram. I love just the little <laughs> dose of inspiration. It's always inspirational. Yeah. It's always expansive. Now that I know what your chart looks like too, I'm going to be looking for like, oh, that's just going up. <laughs> that's just, that's me. I also have I a Scorpio moon. So, you know, we have like a sun moon connection here, which is why I have this whole like hour long conversation based podcast because I'm like I need to go very deep with people <laughs> yeah I am I literally am the same way like I can't I'm not good at having like a quick surface level conversation like my best friends like my closest people I get to talk to and hang out with it's like four to five hours is like an average lunch date so it's like that's just the way it works it's more fulfilling for all of us <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, at this point, like, I'm, I always will run out to meet somebody and do something. And I'll mm -hmm. tell my partner, like, oh, I'm going to be gone for like an hour. And he's like, yeah, no way. I come back no. like five hours later. He's like, I already knew you were meeting that person. You were going to be gone all day. <laughs> exactly. I love it. All right. Let's pull a card. What do we need to know today? Okay. We got... Thank you, universe, for helping me see beyond the limits of fear. Thank you for expanding my perception so that I can see what is of the highest good. Aww. 
so resonant. So on point. Yeah, so on point with everything we talked about today. And I love that this one starts with thank you, universe. And you know, something I meant to mention, um, Gabby Bernstein's book, Judgment Detox, I read last year, I think. Mm -hmm. And something that was super transformative for me for releasing judgment, which, you know, we could do a whole other podcast on that. Her affirmation she teaches you to release judgment is, thank you for showing me what I don't want. Thank you for showing me how I don't want to be. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And you know what, that you bring that up. One of like these journaling activities I tried was a list of everything I'm available for and everything I know I'm not available for. And like that not, so contradiction, one thing I always say is manifestation is so contradictory, but like, I feel like it's so powerful to know what you don't want and it's okay to state it. Do you think about it all the time and talk about it all the time? No, but declaring it and being like, yeah, I actually know I don't want this is absolutely beautiful and so okay. And to me, it gives you so much awareness. And so very contradictory to what we just talked about, but that's like the nuances that I love sharing because there's so many nuances. It's not a cut and dry sort of thing. It's so many beautiful nuances. I love that. Well, and it's all coming back to knowing yourself, right? You can't truly know what you do want unless you know what you don't want. You can't just be like, I want everything because that's not yeah. how energy works, you know, but I love Gabby Bernstein really has a beautiful way of helping you frame things, even if they're not necessarily the most positive thoughts in a way that's, I don't know, saying that for me, like, thank you for showing me what I don't want or how I don't want to be or the situation I don't want to be in. I was mm -hmm. like, wow, this is... <laughs> This is a game changer. Yeah. 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 Instead of being like, oh, why is this person doing this? Or I would never, you know, all these things that can kind of like bring that in as we were talking about saying no or saying you don't want something actually draws it to you by saying yeah. thank you. It almost yeah. I think it just helps you take the power back, you know? It does. Like it's, yeah. I feel like you're not victimizing yourself. Like it's not like, why is this happening to me? Or mm, it's like, no, like I'm grateful you like you have an ounce of positivity in there of like, I'm grateful you're showing me this. Do I want this? No, but thank you for showing that to me. Like it is such a different energy if you're just like, I would never do that versus thank you for showing me something I'm not resonating with. Like very different energies. And I think that's the biggest takeaway is like feel your energy. Like our bodies are literally like energy. What is it? Radars or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you can feel it like. I know you can. I know you can feel our vibes. You can check in with our vibes and make sure they resonate with you. And um, then do that for everything. It's so powerful. Yeah. And also a very helpful way to respond like with compassion, even subconsciously being like, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's a beautiful uh, well, way. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? I just want to say thank you. Thank you for holding space for me. Thank you for this lovely conversation and the chart reading. I feel like I got so much out of this. I was like, woo, mind blown. I love all this. So thank you. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom, your experience with us. Such a joy to connect with you and speak with you. Been watching from afar in your Instagram following, and it's so nice to share this energy with you. So I'm, I'm really, truly grateful for the past hour or so with you. It's actually 222.
Perfect. It's a sign we're ending right on time. So yeah. thank you so much for joining us, for showing up with an open mind, for showing up for yourself, for showing up for your community. We appreciate you being here. We will be back next week, or I will be back next week at least, yeah. with another episode of The Spiritual Journalist. Thank you again, Pyle. Uh, until next week, stay curious. Thank you so much for joining our discussion today. If you enjoyed this episode of The Spiritual Journalist, you can find more on thespiritualjournalist.com or you can listen to our conversations wherever you enjoy podcasts. And if you want to learn more about astrology, join me live every weekday morning on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for Transits Today, where we break down the energy of the day based on the movement of the planets and start our morning off in a high vibe. All of the information we share on The Spiritual Journalist is completely free to you. So if you'd like to support more content like this, the easiest way to do so is to subscribe to our YouTube page. Head over to The Spiritual Shop on our website and buy yourself a little something. Or if you're feeling extra generous, you can buy me a coffee to fuel future live streams. Just tap the link in the description or head to buymeacoffee.com and search The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here and I can't wait for our next conversation.